faithfulness, O oh God. You wrestle with the sinner's restless heart. You lead us by still waters into mercy. And nothing can keep us apart. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, oh God. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace. God of Jacob, you use the weak to lead the strong, you lead us in the song of your salvation, and all your people sing along, so remember your people remember your children remember your promise oh God your grace is enough your grace is enough your grace is enough for me
right welcome ladies and gentlemen i'm so happy to meet you once again this evening um i thank god for the wonderful grace that he has given to us every day and every time he has not really uh, left us alone but he has been there for us by his grace and his mercy it's such an amazing evening to be in god's presence um and his love sometimes it's not something easy uh, always to, uh, to 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 manage life but with god's grace we make it and win as children of god let's pray as we are going to start father we thank you for your grace and mercy for this evening you're such a wonderful god and a loving one we give you all the praise we give you all the honor we worship you lord because you've not left us alone but you take care of us, you love us, and everything that we need, Lord, you do them, and even those that we never thought of before, you always work, uh, uh, you're working out uh, for them. King of glory, it's such an honor always to know that you're such an amazing God, you're such an, a glorious God, a loving one, a father, a kind God in everything that we need in life. Sometimes what we see as something very difficult, you always make it easy and you always work for the good and for the glory of your name. We give you praise and we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. nice song uh so many people knows it and <laughs> they know how it flows really it's very nice i love it the way how um it, it calls or it talks about um the way how it talks about god as the yeshua by the grace of god but again i just want to appreciate god for the grace that he has given to each one of us i know so many things that have been going on in life but he has not given up on us and that is the god that we serve the living father 
Jesus Christ. At this juncture, I want to take this opportunity as I'm going to be talking about all the things um, concerning the knowing your ministry, and that is the major purpose as to why we are here tonight. And I believe, uh, by the grace of God, um, yeah, by the grace of God, we're going to make it um, learning all these things today, so that no one is going to wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I don't understand this. The reason as to why it is put on podcast is because I want to be on record and whoever will be listening and following, even if someone comes up with any kind of a question about the ministry, know your ministry. The entire profile, the entire belief, the statement of faith, the vision and the mission and so on. Of course, all everything that we are going to discuss about, they are very educative. They are really very educative. They are too... They are full of the richness of God's wisdom. Because this is God's word. There is nothing that we do out of the blue. There is nothing that we do out of will or out of anything that doesn't make sense or doesn't matter. But everything is being done according to God's will. Therefore, in just a short breath that I'm going to take, I'm going to request you to prepare. You can have your pen and your, your, your book. I'm going to be very fast. At the same time, I'm going to try to explain everything. I'm going to be so expressive as, as possible. Yes, as possible. I'm going to be very expressive. And at the end of the day, by God's grace, we shall be in a position to understand the entire thing and the entire purpose as to why you need to know your ministry, the entire purpose as to know what is your position, where do you belong, because what matters in the ministry, there are a few things. One, you must know the kind of ministry that you're serving under. Secondly, you must know the position that you're serving. It's not just a matter of being in a position or in an office. It's not a matter of just uh, spending time uh, on something that really you're not sure of, but it's a matter of it's a matter of um, knowing that God is using you or you're there for the purpose, for God's given purpose. It's not on our own. We don't wake up in the morning and we invent things according to our own, but we depend on God's word. We depend on what really God wants us to do. And there's nothing that we do out of our will, but we do according to God's will. There's nothing we do out of our mind and understanding, but according to understanding and the mind of God. That's why that whatever we perform and we do, it has to be in line with really what God wants us to be. And we call that God's will. Have you ever woken up in the morning and things happen the way that you never expected? Have you ever woken up in the morning and you find out that what really you opt for, opted for is not really what is coming true? Have you ever woken up in the morning and ask yourself, am I really in God's will? Am I really doing what God wants me to do? Or am I just, it's just a matter of, or it's just a routine. You have to be in a position to know that all the things are required and are needed in life that whatever you're doing it has to be in line with God's will not out of your feelings not out of your will
Number one that you need to know is uh, Heart of Washington International Ministry Africa is not something that came out of the blue, but it is something that God has been building. It is a ministry that God has been building from the scratch, from zero. I normally give you testimonies, a moment where we used to preach without anyone following, the moment we used to preach without anyone taking care of gathering. But at this time around, as ministry grows, people start to realize their purposes. Because what helps what a person to discover himself that I'm growing in this area is if those are the fruits that we see, and these fruits has to be accompanied with what you call transformation. Because we do not expect you, a person who has a drug addict, in three years we find you again in the same case. Yes, some people they give a range. They give a period of three years, but one thing I believe, transformation does not mean that everyone is going to take three years or five years, but it depends. Everyone is transformed according to God's pace and will. You might find that someone may be transformed in something in just one day, and someone else can be transformed in something in just one week, another in a month, another in a year, others in ten years. So it depends. Never sit down and you compare yourself with someone else and you think that just because this person moves in this kind of a direction and a kind of life and you think that that's the same way how you are. No, it's really totally different. This is not the way how you think. It is beyond that. This is all about between you and God, the relationship. The relationship you have between you and God. And how do we develop this relationship? We develop the relationship through prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is communication to God. And how do you feel when you communicate and when good terms with your dad at home? It's really very awesome. You share and enjoy all the privileges and you get to know even the heart of your dad. You get to know even the likes of your dad and so on. That's the same way as Christians with God. They're the same things that we experience as Christians. So it's not something that you wake up in the morning and do out of the blue. There are foundations. Their foundation, their fundamentals that really we follow, their fundamentals that really uphold the operations of the ministry on this earth and for the purpose of evangelism, discipleship, so that we can grow in God's word. And how do we understand that you're what is growth in God's word that is changing from what we've been doing is not right to something right? That's the simplest way I can give such a kind of a definition about growth. You had weaknesses, but now you're no longer being won by the weaknesses. You had problems, but now it's not the high measures. And when I'm talking about problems, I'm not talking about poverty, I'm not talking about lack and so on. No, I'm talking about the personal transformation in terms of character, behavior, conduct, and so many others. Because what God is looking for is heart. Other than that, those are our own desires that always believe from our hearts. And this affects our relationship with God. Now there are two things. There are two things. There is a relationship of God and there is a fellowship with God. So they affect our fellowship, but they don't affect our relationship because no one can separate us from the love of God. And that is a difference. So this is what I'm talking about. And therefore, as I'm unveiling all this, Please feel free to understand that all these things are for a purpose. One, this is what you need to discover.
you need to discuss this first. Uh, one of the things that we need to know is what is your position? Secondly, what is your responsibility? And thirdly, what are you serving under? What drives you to do whatever that you're doing? Because that is very, very crucial and it's very important. It's not all about looking just like directing. But you should know what really drives you. What is your purpose? Why are you here? Why are you here? Because that matters a lot and a lot. Okay. One heart of worship is a name given to us as a brand name. Heart of Worship International Ministry Africa. The principle where we stand, when I talk about the principle, I'm talking about the scripture reference. Where do we get the guts? Where do we get the the nerves? Where do we get that strength so that we can we do all the things that we are doing? And our principle is rooted in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 up to verse 17. Okay? And when you read, it can really give you all the entire explanation of what really we are talking about and what we are meaning. Now, every step that we do is not out of the blue. But this is what it says. Allow me to read it for you here by the grace of God. Everyone or um, Penny, you can help me to post uh, Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 to 17. I can read it from here instead of going to my Bible on the other side because it's going to give me a long way to go. Would you please help me and post it here? Colossians chapter 3 verse um, 16 to 17. Verse 16 to 17. Okay, I think she's still looking for it. Let me try to get it here. Um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. Okay. Yes, thank you so much. This is the pap- this is a, this is where we get the guts, and this is where we are rooted. The Bible tells us, as heart of worship, International Ministry Africa, the Bible tells us, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. First, the, the things that you need to quote here. One, we are rooted in God's word. And this word is not for us. Whatever we say is not for us, but it's for Christ who dwell richly in us. We are given responsibilities, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, not in some, but in all wisdom. We are meant to teach, we are meant to admonish one another in all wisdom. 
Another responsibility, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. All this is what we are required for. Because all these, they convey the message of God to the world. These are the tools that are given to us to reach the gospel to the world. These are the criterias that we are given so that we can reach out to every person in this world as, pos as good as possible, as God can enable us to do. But we not only do this, but we, we not only do this just, just out of the blue, but with thankfulness in our hearts to God. That and whatever we do, in word or deed, we do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It's not even all about us. It's all about God. It's all about Christ that dwells in us. It's all about Christ that works in us, that everything is happening under the heart of worship, international ministry, Africa. The number one principle that we are given and responsibility is always to be in the word, the word of God to be in us. In other words, every person, as long as you are under the umbrella of heart of worship, you have to accept and believe and be obedient to God's word so that you learn God's word, you spread the God's word when you are well equipped. Why am I talking about God's word? This is a very great principle because the world has been perverted just because of the wrong message and the wrong gospel that is being preached by the first teachers and the first prophets. Are we perfect? No, we are not the most perfect ones. But God has allowed, allowed us to have this opportunity to learn his word. And we embrace it. We practice it. We study it. We exercise it. And afterwards, we extend it to the rest of people that are surrounded us. Starting from our families, that's why we are called ourselves as the Christian family. We spread this word from the, our families to the community of the society and to the entire world in different nations because this is what is given to us. You can post also 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 to 17. This confirms our first principle that let the word of Christ dwell in you richly because there is a purpose. Why does it need to dwell in us richly? Now, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 17 gives us the answer why the word of God has to dwell in us richly. Because of these following things that we teach. Because how are you going to teach? How are you going to admonish one another in all wisdom? How? How are you going to sing in psalms and hymns? How are we going to sing the spiritual songs with thankfulness in the hearts in our hearts to God? How are we going to do whatever that we are going to do in deed or in word? In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's because 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 17 says that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching. That's why, that's why the scriptures are the word of God. They are God-breathed. That is our dependence. They are profitable for teaching. That's why in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, they are telling us that let the word of Christ dwell in us. 
because this is going to help us to be profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction. All the errors that are being made and we find out. And for training in righteousness, not in bad ways, not in bad moods, not to insult anyone, not to come against anyone. But in righteousness, why? Why all that has to happen? That you and I, the senior pastor, the leaders of the church, the ministers of the church, the followers of the church, the, 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 the members of Heart of Worship, that you may be competent. Others, they say, thoroughly competent, equipped for every good work. Because it's all about God. It's all about God. So after laying a foundation from that, that's when I come and I tell you that Heart of Worship International Ministry Africa, it's a principle. It is a family and we are upholding on it to fulfill God's purpose. We are given a logo and this logo has a world because God has sent us into the world to love it. After loving it, we are going to lift up our hands in love, in genuine, genuinity. We have to be genuine in whatever that we are doing. Because lifting up the hands shows the sign of surrendering, obedience. We have surrendered. We have given up our hearts to God. But all this that we are doing, we are rooted and founded in God's word. And that's why you see the world, the heart, and the hands lifted on the Bible. That is a representation. It is a sign to show that our hearts are devoted to God. Our hands are lifted up in surrendering. And to the, and to the world, we are showing that love. We are showing them that this is what we need to do. We need to come back to the right way of believing in God, following God's word, and knowing that Christ Jesus, this is what he requires us to do. This brings us to our vision. Our vision as a ministry is to lead people from all walks of life, not some of them, but all walks of life. People having different lifestyles. People having different kind of backgrounds and the things that they believe in. But our vision is to lead people from all walks of life into a deep and meaningful relationship with God. Meaningful, quote my words very well. Meaningful relationship with God. People have been so much disappointed in different relationships. Human relationships always are disappointing. They are full of disappointments, rejections and abandonments. So people are already hurt. Now we need to bring them back and they get to understand that this is God that loves you unconditionally. If someone loved you because they wanted anything from you, sex, materialism, things, and so on, money, such things, I know this is so much in girls that whenever they go into relationship, they think about money, being given material things, being given every, this and this and this, but even at the end of the day, also the men develop the same perspectives that since I'm giving her everything, at the end of the day, she has to do for me this. And that's why people ending up messing up and therefore the marriage institution is already violated. People are no longer even admiring to go for marriage because they think everything is already a mess. So we are living in a foreign world full of messes. But what we need to know 
is our vision is to lead people from all walks of life into a deep and meaningful relationship with God through authentic worship and biblical teachings and to transform communities across Africa through the power of the gospel. The power of the gospel changes the communities, changes the societies, changes the nations that we are going to venture. Recently, I was in Kenya, and I saw how people are so thirsty and hungry for God. They are in need of God. Schools, hospitals, prisons, street people, people who are already on the streets, the street vendors, people in the markets. There is a lot of need. So this is our vision across Africa, all communities, nations, that we need to do all that through the power of gospel. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 to 20 tells us that we go to the entire world and we preach the gospel. Whoever believes and be baptized will be saved. We will be saved. And he said that he will be with us to the end of the ages. But we do not stop there. We have a mission. Because that is a bigger vision and no one, is, no, no one knows how it's going to be fulfilled. It is not our part. It is God's part to know how everything is going to be fulfilled in that way. But again, we have a mission in this. And this mission is to create an environment of worship where people can encounter the presence of God. People come to church leaving their places, workplaces, homes, when they are frustrated. Some people are frustrated because of their families. The wife is not an easy person. The husband is not an easy person. Someone who comes to church to seek for peace. But why would someone come to church and find when the environment at church also is not, is not even different from what he has been facing at workplace and home? or in from his friends or from his neighbors. People are facing all different kind of problems and they have their marriage issues and so on. So they come to church to find peace. But when they reach at church and they find that the environment is not convenient to them, then it's, going, it's not going to make sense. It will be the same thing. Now, as heart of worship, this is our, this is our mission is to create that environment of worship where people can encounter the presence of God, to disciple believers in the word of God, to serve the community through acts of compassion and social justice, and to raise up leaders who will impact their families, churches, and the nations. We may not be able to reach in everyone's family, but these people, once they come in our community as the Christian family of Heart of Worship, we are going to impact these leaders, we are going to impact these youth pastors, we are going to impact these people, and they go back to their families, they become a great impact of change and transformation. And this is a mission. We need to decentralize power. We need to show social justice. We need to talk about it. We need to show compassion. Dressing up people. People who do not have what to put on. We need to dress them up. We need to, sh to show them love that really Jesus loves them. Not because of what you have given them, but is an act of compassion and expression of love. There are those who do not have a voice to say anything. We can become their voice. 
we can be the voice to, uh, to the voiceless recently one of my church member has a vision and she was talking about starting a, an organization the of voice of uh, the, the, the voice of voiceless that's what i'm talking about because that is a mission if we have such people in ministry it means ministry is even beyond our understanding because visions uh, because dreams plans strategies are, are coming out so that the mission can be fulfilled it might not even be all about heart of worship but it's all about the person that we've impacted and can come up with a dream can come up with a strategy such a strategy a voice of the voiceless someone talking to people people who do not have a say there are so many people who are in societies they are passing through different situations and problems they have no say you as a christian what are you going to do you're going to become a voice to that voiceless person this is our mission is to serve the community through acts of compassion and social justice and to raise up leaders who will impact their families churches and nations remember one of the problems i've been facing almost having people coming from different denominations and churches but that doesn't matter my work is to impact you my work is to give you and showing you this is the right thing to be done second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 has given us all that one of the reasons as to why we have this mission is because scriptures are there for correction scriptures are there for reproof if you have query and you have doubt about something we go back to god's word and he's going to teach us and show us that this is what's supposed to be done that's why we need to consult god's word any christian who is having his own says his own statements and philosophies and ideologies doesn't work out the only criteria that we consult is god's word because the bible has told us it is god breathed the whole spirit inspired these people to write these things and these things are talking about the god we serve and this is our institution that governs us so if you say anything out of god's word that is your own ideology and no one is going to accept you rather you need to be in a position to unlearn so that you can learn and you apply the true principles of biblical teachings and that's how you're going to live and overcome in this life because that's what god desires First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3 it says that this is the love this is what God desires he desires all people to be saved all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth interesting part and the principal want to pick up there coming to the knowledge of truth knowledge is power wisdom is power have you ever read the book of proverbs wisdom is he and at a certain point it is called she so wisdom is a person and who is this person the holy spirit hmm. we have a purpose it's not about the vision and the mission no we must have a purpose since we have this mission what is the purpose what is the purpose of the ministry We must have purpose for ministry. 
as I told you, as I was, uh, as I was starting that, it's not about coming out of the blue and you say, you know what, we have put this, we have gotten these machines, and therefore we are going just to begin praising and worshiping and so on, and we do that, and that's great, and that is a bygone. No, everything must be in order, principles, criteria, strategies, and so on. We have the purpose, and the purpose of Heart of Worship is to glorify God. Whatever that you are doing, the vision that you are having, the mission that you are having is to glorify God by bringing people into a deeper understanding and experience of worship as a lifestyle. All of us, we should not forget that the initial purpose as to why God created man, it was to worship him in obedience. That's why we are coming back to this. We want people to come back and understand the deeper understanding and the experience of worship as a lifestyle. Because this was the initial purpose as to why God created humanity and whatever that he created. Look around you, the nature. Look around you, the substances. Look around you, the matter that is in existence. All that is to glorify God. And whenever you look at it, you look at that green, you look at the nature, you look at the way how everything looks like, the beauty, the, the, uh, God is our best artist. God is the best artist I've ever seen. He created everything and placed it in the right position and he made sure that everything is going to project and exhibit the greatness of his, of himself. And all the things, when we see them, they glorify God. You don't know where the wind comes from and where it goes, unless when you look at that nature, when the wind blows and you see the direction it takes, and that's when you get to know that the wind is blowing to the east or to the west or to the north or to the south. Ladies and gentlemen, the purpose of ministry is to glorify God by bringing people into a deep understanding and experience of worship as a lifestyle and to equip them to fulfill their God-given purposes in life because each and every person has a God-given purpose. That's why the Bible asserts as believers when we come into Christ Jesus, after believing in him and confession, he has given us gifts, and these gifts are to benefit according to his will. And for the edification for each and every person in this world. That's why we have all those things. Edification. There must be a benefit. And not our selfish benefits. Not selfishness. Whatever you do and you start, this is, for me, I, I do this because I understand it be me and God. No. Read the scriptures clearly. It's for the benefit of others. It's for the benefit of God's kingdom. And what is God's kingdom? Those are his people. They are the ones to inherit 
He has purposed them and prepared them, predestined them for salvation and for entire enjoyment of eternal life. This is the purpose of the ministry. We should not live and go from what God has purposed. We need to glorify God. We don't stop there. These people, we equip them to fulfill their God-given purposes in life. Ask yourself, what is my purpose? The Bible tells us that we are different people. We are like parts of the body, but doesn't mean that the body is divided. No, the body is one, but has different parts. The legs are important. The hands are important. The eyes are important. You might be an eye for the ministry. You might be an eye for the body of Christ. You might be an ear for the body of Christ. Are you here? Everything on the body is very important. Everything. Let me go deeper. I'm not trying to insult. I'm not trying to bring something vulgar here. No, but this is our nature. If you're a man and if you're a woman, even the private parts have importance. But the way how we violate that God's temple is misusing the parts of our bodies to something wrong. And this is what the devil does. And disorganizes everything because he wants to put you in a position that you are not going to be beneficial for God's purposes. God did not give you private parts for sexual immorality, but he gave you private parts for satisfaction in marriage when it comes to sex. Secondly, it's for reproduction. Procreation. Procreation. Apart from enjoyment that everyone uh, focuses on, satisfaction about sexualize. No, it's not only that, but procreation, bringing in children, generations, for the people that are going to repress you when you leave. And your responsibility to take care of them. Every part on your body has a purpose. And it was made the way how it is made for a purpose. Just because of the shame that we received from Genesis after sinning, that's why some of the parts we cover them. For the sake of the shame. To the women, the blessed, and the private parts. For the men, the private parts. That's why we put on clothes. And all that is to have order. But all them, they have it, a purpose. And without one of it, you are counted in the society as an abnormal. So know your purpose. What are, you, what are you adding on ministry? What are you doing? Remember, the more you do not perform your purpose in the body of Christ, you are affecting the entire body of Christ. That's why for me what I do in the ministry, I just do a thoroughly shuffle. A thoroughly shuffle. Thoroughly shuffle. When I see that you're not yielding, you're not ready to change, you're not ready to, 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 to take on the responsibility, you're not ready to understand what the ministry requires you to do for the benefit of God's kingdom, I just do a reshuffle and we believe God so that God can bring more people to train that are going to benefit and work for the good 
and fulfillment of God's purposes. Because I don't know your destiny. We might be there on you, uh, we uphold on you as if you are the only person that can do that. No, when we feel like we have failed and we have got further with you, you have failed to change, you have failed to understand, you have failed to perceive things as you required, what we do, we get rid of you. Of you. And we say, you know what? You can find somewhere else where you can grow, where you think that you can grow and benefit because our purpose and our desire is to see you growing and helping others, changing. And you have the right not to believe in what you believe in. But whatever I'm reading here, that's what we are guided by the scriptures and that's what we are meant to do. And that's what we are ready to follow. Other factors may, 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 may dictate, but according, they have to be really handled in God's word. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not stop on only purpose. No. Any successful ministry, any ministry that is strong and has foundation that God has planted, it has what we call strategies. These strategies, these are the ways in which we fulfill the, strategy, the purpose. These are the ways in which we fulfill the mission. And these are the ways in which we fulfill the vision of the ministry that we have. All the purpose that God has entrusted with us in this world. So I'm challenging each and everyone that following this ministry. Go back and sit down and revise yourself. Examine yourself and ask yourself, what is my purpose? And I'm telling you, the answer is very near you. Very near you. Some people take some time to understand what really their purpose is. But the simplest way for you to know what your purpose is in life is to find yourself that whenever you find yourself doing something in life, you enjoy it, you do it with all your heart, when even you are performing it, you feel like everything is moving well. And when you put a focus on it and you start to pray about it, I'm telling you, it really works. Strategies are these. We host regular worship services. We organize prayer meetings and Bible studies. Why? This helps us to go in different areas. As I told you, growth means I've been doing something wrong. Now I've come to understand the, the true thing. Oh, I haven't discovered before something, but now I've come to discover it. Now, there is no way how you can understand all your things, not until you involve yourself in worship, you involve yourself in prayer meetings, you involve yourself in Bible studies. We conduct outreach programs to serve the community and meet their needs. We do not stop on serving and visiting them, but we meet their needs. People who are lacking what to put on, people who are lacking what to eat, people who are lacking what to drink, people who are lacking education, people who are lacking what? We ask ourselves, are we in a position to support these people? God has blessed you with money. God has blessed you with the resources. God has blessed you with the materials that you have right now. Can someone in life be part of you, be part of your blessing? Can you use what God has given you, however little it is, to help someone else, to reach out to that person? 
Can you take a step and dress up someone? Can you take a step and you open up a relationship with someone? A friendship, a friendly relationship that is going to help you or to help that person to be discipled, to be mentored, and so on. To be encouraged. We do not stop there. Can you see someone who does not go to school? A child is still young but struggling with the school fees. Can you help? Can you support? In so many ways, there are so many dynamics. There are so many, many, many ways that we cannot mention and end. There is a list of things that really we can do. We don't stop there. Our other strategy is developing and training leaders. Because that is what we can do. Who will disciple others? And multiply the ministry, partnering with other ministry, ministries and organizations to achieve a greater impact. Because we might not, I may not, John Bosco, I'm just one person. I may not, out, I may not reach out to, 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 to all churches in this country or in every community in this country. I may not do that because I'm only one person. But what I need to know is who am I working with? Who am I training? Who am I discipling? So that that person can disciple another and another person disciple another because it's a chain. It's a chain. I disciple you, you disciple another, another disciple another, another disciple another. It's like that. So we shall find ourselves that in a community, if we follow this chain, you're going to find ourselves that every person in the community is going to be reached out. And therefore, there is going to be what we call, there, there, there is going to be what we call transformation. Communities zikenda kuchuka, tevigenda kubeda nga justigia kubeda kumaramo vudu. Chino kanchize ne muruganda. Chentegeza, ndi. Ezimu kupapasiza fuba, evigende baba fuba, ezimu kumkwala ze Twitter moku tukiliza chigende ilwa. Mission, ne vision. Kwe kubeda nga tuteka wemi watuwa, obe ngerizo naze tuzitututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututututut
Which people have to learn God's word. They have to understand. They have, must have a deep understanding of God's word and so on. Such that they are very effective, impactful. But God's word, we are really very, very, very shallow. We are shallow when it comes to God's word. But because of all those shortcomings. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, some of our strategies is to develop and train leaders who will disciple others and multiply the ministry, partnering with other ministries and organizations to achieve greater impact. That is one of our strategies. And others that I've already mentioned up. However, as I'm about to conclude, you need to understand also this. We have objectives. Now, strategies, those are the ways on which you are, we are going to achieve the purpose, the vision, and the mission of this ministry. But objectives, eh? objectives, these are the things that we want to see happening. These are the things that we put in, in a consideration and we want to see them happening. Number one is to lead people to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. That is very cardinal and it is the crucial. Because the Bible tells us, the desire of God is people to come to salvation and knowledge and to come to the knowledge of truth. And what is the truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? He died for our sins, and therefore, we are justified in him, and we are waiting for him to take us into what he promised to us, and that is the everlasting life. He's a giver of life, he's the truth, and he's the way. Without him, no one can go to his father. So that is objective number one, is to lead people to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Romans reminds us that someone believes with his heart and confesses with his mouth to be saved. It is all about believing. So we need to put people in a context and they need to realize that believing in Christ Jesus, that's the way how we can receive salvation. Because it is a gift. And we are saved by God's grace. Number two, to disciple believers into mature and fruitful followers of Christ. We don't want propaganda corner. Uh -uh. We are here to help you to grow as a minister, as a child of God, as a believer. We are here to disciple you so that you can mature and fulfill what God has purposed you in life. Number three, 
to demonstrate the love of God through acts of compassion and service. And I talked about this under strategies and under purpose. How do we demonstrate the word of the God, the God's love? Is by showing compassion to communities, to families, to people in societies, and so on. How did Jesus demonstrate his love for us? He died on the cross and rose again. He bared the cross for our sake. And our sins are forgiven. Now, as believers, how do we demonstrate that love? Is through showing the compassion and service to the societies and the communities. You can now see. We are all in line. Because Jesus Christ tells us that whatever that he has done, let us follow him as an example. He demonstrated his love through bearing the cross for our sake, dying on the cross, but through all kinds of persecutions and embarrassments and so-so and blasphemes. And now he encourages us that as believers that we have come to understand him because this is his character. And we are his DNA. So we have to demonstrate that same love to the communities and societies, the families, by impacting them, showing them the compassion acts and so on. We have to serve them. We have to come to the point of becoming servants. And the communities get to know Christ. And they follow Christ as they should be. Another objective is to equip believers with the tools and resources needed to fulfill their calling and purpose. What kind of these tools? We can talk about gospel conversation materials. We can talk about the Bible. That is the biggest tool. Because there is no way how you're going to preach the gospel, there's no way how you're going to start a gospel conversation with someone without relating to scriptures. There is what we call Roman Road. Those are scriptures that are moving correspondingly that you can use to talk to someone. Telling someone that there is bad news and good news. You tell someone about the bad news that all of us sin and therefore we are separated from God. Okay? And the good news is that Jesus Christ died for us on the cross and therefore he is our mediator and there is a relationship between us with God. Secondly, the fellowship with God. Remember, the sin affects our fellowship with God, but God loves us, and that relationship can't be broken. Nothing can break that. Another one is to establish a network of churches and ministries across Africa that are committed to the gospel and the Great Commission. I gave you the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19 to 20. Okay? That's where the Great Commission is found that I'm talking about here. We need to preach the gospel. We need to start churches in different places. And these can be branches of heart of worship. This can be anyone whose vision that God has given to him. Our work is to support, to train. We don't know where the vision is taking us as a heart of worship. Maybe we shall start a Bible college. Maybe we shall start a Christian schools 
Maybe we shall set up what everything, but all that you will be in a position to equip people, to equip people to go and they benefit, they preach the gospel, they can fulfill the great commission. This is what we believe in. Now, our hierarchy is God, Christ, Holy Spirit, and then man. Very fast, as I'm, I'm ending this, values. Number one value is worship. We believe that worship is the foundation of our relationship with God and the instance of our ministry. Two, discipleship. We believe in the importance of teaching and training believers to grow in their faith and become effective witnesses for Christ. Three, compassion. We believe in demonstrating the love of Christ through acts of kindness and service to those in need. And then four, unity. We believe in working together with other churches and organizations to achieve greater impact and advance the kingdom of God. And number five, excellency. We believe in doing everything with excellency and honoring God with our best efforts. Ladies and gentlemen, the structure of Heart of Worship is led by a team of pastors and leaders who oversee various departments and ministries within the organization. This ministry is also governed by a board of directors who provide accountability and guidance. Our statement of faith, we believe in the Holy Spirit as the inspired word of God and the final authority. Why am I talking about statement of faith? This is a position and this is the heart of the ministry. This is the heart of this church. This is what we believe in. The rest, it is you who knows. Our statement of faith, we believe in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Scriptures as the inspired word of God and the final authority for faith and practice. I repeat, we believe in the Holy Scriptures as the inspired word of God and the final authority for faith and practice. And I gave you the, the second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. We believe in the triune Godhead, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is the Trinity. We believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God, born of virgin, of a virgin, and that he died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead on the third day. We believe in the forgiveness of sins through faith in Christ, the resurrection of the dead, and the second coming of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, we believe in the ministry of the Holy Spirit who empowers believers for service and sanctifies them for holy living. For holy living. We believe in the unity of the body of Christ and the importance of the local church in carrying out the Great Commission. I gave you the Great Commission. All the vision, all the mission, all the purpose, all the strategies, 
all the objectives, we have scriptures that are supporting everything. Lastly, since that now you have known the ministry, now start acting accordingly. It's now your choice. It's you now to decide. Would you like to serve under heart of worship? Would you like to be part of us, to fulfill the vision, the mission, the purpose, and so on that you've had? Are you willing to be part of us so that we can really change the communities, the families, the people around us, the neighbors, and so on? Are you ready? Are you ready and interested spreading this heart of worship to the rest of people and telling them, guys, let's work together towards God's purpose for its fulfillment. Abantu abamu mukira na kutio kugira ku ministry yamu. Muulirange baswaza. Some people fear to talk about their ministry because they feel as if it is ashaming them. Are you now ready to stand firm and you say, this is what I'm standing for. What come may, I'm going to serve God, I'm going to minister, I'm going to reach out to people, I'm going to do this and this because I've come to understand now this is the ministry that I'm serving under. Once you're ready, help us to discover your potential. Help us to know your ability. Use the ability God has given to you, the talent, the gifts. Because whoever gets saved, you have a spiritual gift that God gave you. Can you use it to benefit the body of Christ? Not for your selfish gains, but for each and every person who come across your life. Can you be now on the standard that people, when they are in your life, they feel like they, cannot, they don't want to lose you because you benefit them. They take you as an example. They feel like they would like to live the way you live because you are showing up a fruit of the Holy Spirit, holiness, self-control, kindness, love, care, purity. Is it now the high time that you, mu you must come out of your comfort zone and no longer being afraid of anything, but you stand firm, you be ready, you be steady first, and you say, no, I'm going to serve God, whatever come may. Some of us, we made a decision. Like me, until my last breath. But as long as I live, I'm going to serve God. I don't care what happens. I don't care what comes in my way. I don't care whether I'm struggling with relationship issues. I don't care whether I'm struggling with uh, some weaknesses. I don't care whether I'm struggling with some people saying what and what. Some people are going and speaking this and this and this. But what I care about is examining. By the way, even they are helping me because I'm continuing to examine myself and getting to know what I'm supposed to do as a leader, as a pastor, as God that has entrusted with this leadership. And I believe this 
does not end on me. Today I'm a, I'm a vision bearer. Tomorrow God is going to place someone in the same position and heart of worship will stay benefiting in this world, in the nations. It's not all about me. It's not all about Bosco. It's all about what God wants to be fulfilled. It's not all about me. It doesn't matter what I'm facing, what challenges, what problems. It doesn't matter what you're facing. What matter is what God likes you to do. Are you under God's way? Or you're still struggling with God? Your desires are still struggling with God's will. Because that is the biggest problem that every Christian, every believer is facing. God's will versus human desires. We desire things that we cannot even content. We have no contentment in our hearts. We don't want to learn. Always we want arguments. Always we want to, to have uh, 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 shouting things and things. But when do we come and sit down, we concentrate and we meditate in God's word and we get to understand what does really this mean. This cut across of so many issues that are raising, arising amidst believers in churches, in ministries, their perspectives. Don't bring experience. Don't bring what you feel. Follow what the Bible says. If someone talks about something that you disagree with, go back to scriptures and prove that person wrong because the Bible has told you scriptures are there for reproof. Because you have doubt. You have not understood. Go and receive reproof. Go and have confidence of what you believe in. They are there for correction. If you know that you don't know something, don't urge you to win and justify your side. This is not about justification of your side, that I'm justifying my side, and therefore I don't want to be hard, that as if I'm the one who is wrong. Everyone does a mistake. There are so many mistakes I've done in life, and I'm still doing them. But not at the letter to which I used to be. Because I understood in life that at a certain point, when God has allowed you to learn, allow, accept to learn, that you, and accept to know that you don't know. One of the problems that every believer is facing in this world, some of them, not every, let me rephrase my statement. One of the problems that some people face in this life is that they don't know that they don't know. Always we want to justify ourselves. That's the problem. They don't know that they don't know. They want to insist, they want to win the argument. They want to win the battle. Learn how to interpret the scriptures. Come to the point of asking questions. I will, that's why I love so much of the, the, instant, the instance of asking questions. Because I haven't understood. Hey, what does this mean? How comes? This is what I knew. This is what I was told. But I hear you saying this and this and this. Where do you get it? Because for me, I want to get to know what is your source of information. Are you getting it by the scriptures? Or all of us, we are reading the same scripture, but one of us did not really understand how to interpret that scripture. That is why, that's why the whole spirit is in place. 
And how does the Holy Spirit work? Some people forget. Thinks that the Holy Spirit is just going to work like as if it's going to maybe make the heavens to burst or to make whatever. No. Two or three when they are gathered, he's in their midst. What happens? Two heads are better than one. Do you remember that? Do you copy that? Exchanging of the ideas you learn. Each one of you learn. When a brother go astray and when a brother is perverted, please help that brother. Bring that brother back. But again, you need to do it in love and in the scriptures. Sit down. I say, you know what? You spoke about this. I'm not agreeing with this because this is my stand. And the person also gives you the stand. Now you gauge and you get to know that, oh, maybe one of us did not understand this better. Interpretation of the scriptures, always we need to go back and understand. Context, context, context. Know to whom it was written, where, when, why. Those are some of the simple questions we can ask ourselves. Where, why, when, who. There are so many things. Allow me, ladies and gentlemen, so that we can pray uh, before I give an opportunity. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this evening, for what really we've uh, come to understand. There are so many people that we walk in life and serving God. We tend to belong to different groups, but we really we don't understand sometimes where exactly that we need to have our confidence from. But we want to thank you because you're such an amazing God. You've allowed us to learn and understand. May you keep your word in us to flow. May you help us to continue to understand that whatever that you purposed, it was for our good. You never had bad plans towards us, but you have good plans for us. You love us. You died for us, Jesus. Something interesting, Romans chapter 8 reminds us the Holy Spirit is interceding for us and Jesus himself intercedes for us. You're so loving to that extent that in life, even if there is no one is praying for me, I have two first-hand intercessors. They are interceding for me every time every single moment and that is the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ himself Romans reminds me of this thank you Lord for loving us we pray that we shall continue to serve you as your children and we shall never be ashamed of your gospel we shall preach it in our taxes. We shall preach it in cars. We shall preach it in our journeys that we take. We shall preach it in nations and so many other places. We'd like to give you praise and thank you because you've loved us. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for following tonight. Today it was you to understand what you're following. I know there are so many podcasts online. 
There are so many radios people have opened up. There are so many televisions people have opened up. But they never gave you opportunity to know what really you're following up. They never gave you opportunity to know that the content you're receiving, this is their stand and this is their foundation. And yet it is so crucial to every member that decides to follow Christ regardless of the umbrella that you are under. As a heart of worship, we have decided to show you that this is who we are. And as you are following us and participate with us, as you are doing whatever that you're doing, that you feel free and you do wholeheartedly. May God bless you so much. I would like to give glory to God for the opportunity and for the time we've invested in to follow tonight. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Let me take this opportunity. Uh, if Mr. Douglas, uh, you're hearing me, can you please say hi to us? Are you there, Mr. Douglas? Okay. Um, okay, I think he's not there. Okay. Someone, you can send me a mail if you're... <laughs> If, 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 if you're still there, by the grace of God. Yes, thank you so much. I want to send my sincere uh, thanks. Patricia Beslivia, Jovi, Edem, Kareb. Thank you so much for joining tonight. Penny, um, there is this person just used an ID to enter. Um, there is Douglas. Douglas, thank you so much. There is... Um, Another one used, uh, used uh, an IED to, to join. Um, there is someone else here used an IED to join. So I may not mention all the names of each and every person. But again, I want to send my greetings to one of my best friends. She lives in uh, Ndeji. Let me just use that word. Um, uh, Grace. Grace, thank you so much. Uh, for always following and loving the ministry. May God bless you so much. May God bless you so much. I'm proud of you, just to know that. And I'm praying for you, and I love you with the entire family. May the Lord continue to use you powerfully by His grace. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, let us... May you have a nice night in Jesus' name. Welcome to the Hoima Podcast, hosted by Pastor John Bosco Jitter. Join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 p.m. as we teach and reprove one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to the Lord. Heart of Worship Ministry Africa, the Christian family. Welcome to the Hoimo Podcast, hosted by Pastor John Bosco Jita. 
Join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 p.m. as we teach and reprove one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to the Lord. Heart of Worship Ministry, The Christian Family. Father God, we worship you because you never fail. Tell us the kid is a duck cola. 